It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 4-2 to the Florida Panthers, 0-3 on these three games leading into the Christmas break, the three-game road trip. Technically a four-game road trip, but we'll pick that up on the other side of the Christmas break. To help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan, you look at this team through the road trip, certainly didn't have their best in, in Carolina, battled an entertaining game on Thursday in Tampa, but again, you look at the first period here, just uh, one of those games where I, I don't think the Golden Knights had their best. This is a team, to me, that looks tired. It did today. And this venue, though the Knights, of course, split the two games during the Stanley Cup final, seems to throw the Knights off of their game. And I'm not sure if it's the ice conditions or you know that even with a large crowd in terms of numbers, there's usually not a lot of noise in this building. I, I think that all of those little things play a part. But you said it. It's as if they have been going for long swims and need to come up for air. They got up for air somehow for a great game against the Lightning, which was one of the more entertaining games of the season. But to see how they went so long in today's first period without a shot attempt, let alone a shot on goal, is just so unlike this team. And you'd expect so much from the Panthers in their first not only game against the Knights, but the first home game against the Knights since the cup final ended 193 days ago. And the number of games, it's not just that they were on a three-game trip currently, but just the number of games they have played, even though it was a four-game homestand. It's been a lot of hockey. They haven't had too much practice. And then you throw into the mix the fact that one of the players who often does a lot of the heavy lifting, who's in great shape and skates very fast, Shea Theodore, has mm -hmm. been available for a good chunk of time. That means that other guys like Alex Petrangelo can't keep his minutes down because you're going to use them all that much more. And then the Knights giving up as many shots as they did and just sort of snowballs because here's Yuri Patera, who you would think you'd want to do as much to limit the number of shots against, but Vegas gives up 42 shots today, a season high, which makes it all the more difficult for Patera. The fact that the Knights take penalties, that they gave up 15 power play shots, these are all numbers to indicate your point, Ryan, that the team is out of gas, out of air, and mm -hmm. uh, Christmas break will do them well. And it is a grind. I mean, you, you never know exactly when or exactly how fatigue will catch up with the team. The fact that they went so long in the playoffs last year. You see it a little bit with the Tampa Bay Lightning, two long runs, Stanley Cups, get to the final three years in a row, and John Cooper talking about they're not always going to be at that same intensity level, but they were against the Golden Knights, felt like a playoff game. Mm -hmm. you know, there was an intensity today, but this did not feel quite the same as the playoff type of performances we've seen from the Golden Knights. Will the few days for Christmas be enough to detach, take a break, and regroup before you play back-to-back -back right after the break? Right. Anaheim and L.A., those are division opponents. You know, the Kings are very good. You know, that that's not going to be easy. But then it's after that, once you get into January, mm. where there are the, the schedule is much thinner, where you'll have a few days between the games that are not really part of a quote-unquote break, but you'll have a day off and then a practice day mm. where they can get into that routine. But that's that's not happening yet. Uh, that They still, you know, they have these three days, but then back-to-back -back against the Ducks and Kings is no small order. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you're just, you're hoping for the reprieve, the ability to detach, and then you got to get through that next stretch. Really once, and you, as yeah. you mentioned, once you get to January, 
then you can kind of hone on, on hone in on some things. And I think, you know, you can look at the games played, you can look at the travel, all of that, but the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights haven't had the luxury of being able to practice very much. Right. And you'd think for a team that is so much the same as it has been, there's, uh, you know, practice and implementing systems as was the case going into last year. There isn't a whole lot of instruction that needs to happen. So much has been done by video, but it's just sort of the routine, the comfort of it all. And uh, I, I think that there are things, of course, that can be assisted by additional practice. And Bruce Cassidy will continue to evaluate uh, from time to time and trust the players, too. I mean, the Knights have, you know, found that balance, I think, to some degree where you know, they stay off the ice, allowing the players to be fresher. But uh, Gary mentioned it earlier in the broadcast that, uh, you know, one of the players said to him yesterday, I'm tired of being tired, yeah. and that kind of captures the whole thing pretty well. Now, you know, I, I know the Golden Knights have lost three in a row in regulation, but you still look at the standings right now, and, and I recognize Vegas has played 35 games, but still 47 points in those 35 games hitting the Christmas break, you know, either second best in the National Hockey League, depending on what happens with Vancouver. Not bad. Not bad at all. And when you <laughs> consider how they have performed, how they played, the talent available, you would not expect that this blip to be anything long-term or grossly concerning as it relates to the forwards defensemen, barring any further injuries. But yeah. naturally, when you're down to goalies number three and four, that's where there's a little bit more of a concern. Prior to Yuri Patera playing the last two, of course, you had Logan Thompson making a long run in the absence of Aiden Hill. Well, we were talking earlier during the broadcast, you know, was there a thought of getting Isaiah Sevilla start here? Uh, just up from the American League, has only played three American League games this year because of an injury from over the summer. Mm -hmm. He's 23 years old. Is there going to be a start opportunity for him? But was today one of them? Uh, will it be one of those games right after the Christmas break? As I said, it's back-to-back. -back. It's Anaheim and L.A. Do you give Seville one of those games? Or is it possible Logan Thompson can return or even Aiden Hill? Both, of course, not with the team currently. So that, you never know. I mean, the Knights have done very well in plugging players in up front and on the back end. Last year, they managed to plug in goaltenders too, but that normally is not a recipe that mm -hmm. is survivable. So we'll see how this team can regroup and support the extra goaltenders the Pateras, the Sevilles, and uh, it still remains unclear as to how long that Thompson and Hill would be uh, unavailable for the Golden Knights. But the uh, the number of games in the upcoming days that you, know, you, you hope, you know, when people are injured that you have a, a thin schedule so they don't miss too many games. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, when you play an opposing team, you it's not who you play, it's when you play them. Yeah. Right. You play a team when, you know, the, their big players are unavailable. The Panthers beat the Knights today. This is not all on uh, Yuri Patera. You know, would you have liked to have seen a couple of saves? As Bruce Cassidy said on the pregame show, yeah, the goalie's got to make a couple of more saves. But, you know, you could just see that, you know, when you face that many shots, it's hard to put too much on the goaltender. Point being, you know, the Panthers and the Lightning and the Hurricanes probably got the Knights at a good time, relatively speaking, uh, because of the timing of their the fatigue factor, the goaltending factor, Theodore's absence, etc. 
um, you know, have the Knights caught some of those breaks too? Yeah, but not today. The Panthers, <laughs> this was a, a, a bad time to play the Florida Panthers is what I'm getting at. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. A Merry Christmas to you and yours. Enjoy the holiday break, and we'll chat uh, next week. Before you know it, thank you very much, Ryan. Best wishes to you, the family, and all of our listeners. The hope the holiday season is a, a joyous one with generosity and kindness, and uh, we could all use a little bit more joy in our lives. So best wishes to, to you and, and everyone listening. Great stuff there. That is Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Helping us break down a 4-2 loss to the Florida Panthers. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Well, we're ready for a break, whether we had a 1-0-3 or not. I think we've played more games than anybody. We've played more road games and home games, I think, too, so we've you know, I've had a pretty intense schedule. Um, when you lose three, three, three in a row, and there's always cause for concern. We got some stuff we got to sort through. That we understand that the players understand that. The coaches certainly do. So we'll do that uh, when we get back. Except there'll be no practice time, so it's right at it. So um, just the way that it's working for us right now. So we'll um, use the three days to our advantage, and um, the, you know, get back to work on uh, in Anaheim. It's not as long of a break, but similar trend last year going into the All-Star break and that trip through New York, and you guys came out of the All-Star break really strong. What do you remember about that run, and what like what do you pull from that? Well, I think then it was we were having trouble scoring. Um, that was our biggest uh, issue then, and you know we we're having to win games two to one. We weren't quite able to do it. We got a few points here and there, but. This is a little bit of the opposite now. We're, we're missing our two goalies that we rely on. Um, so team defense has become more of the issue. Obviously keeping the puck out of our net, penalty kill, goaltending, whatever, however you want to. You can wrap it all into all those elements. Uh, we're actually scoring some goals, just not not enough to you know, sort of overcome some of the mistakes we're making to keep it out of our net. And a little bit about the start. I mean, first 30 minutes or so, Florida was pretty much dominating there. Any concern with that? No. I mean, it's one. They were good for 20 minutes. It was a 0-0 game. That's the good news. Uh, Florida's the type of team that throws a lot at, at your net, so they're you know, probably going to outshoot a lot of teams, not always outscore them. So um, I was more concerned of would we respond. We did. Uh, we scored the first goal of the game, um, first shift of the second period. So yeah, the 20, first 20 minutes was probably our worst of the year, to be honest with you. Uh, I expected Florida to come out after the way their year ended last year. Um, obviously, we, we expected to be better. We weren't, but we got better as the game went on. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights fall 4-2 to the Florida Panthers the Stanley Cup final rematch at least the first game anyway goes to the Florida Panthers it's pretty lopsided in terms of the shots on goal we'll get to that in a little bit but you know for Bruce Cassidy you just heard some of the commentary there it, this team's ready for a break obviously uh, you want to go into a break you want to go into really every game with the ability and the, and the feeling that you're going to win and you're going to play to that level of execution and standard that 
that led to a Stanley Cup, and it, it hasn't been that way for the Golden Knights of late. Uh, but again, you, you have your chance in this game. You're right there. It, it just didn't go for the Vegas Golden Knights. And so now you get a couple of days to just rest and recover, recharge. I think that's going to be really important for the Golden Knights, and we'll see coming out of this three-day holiday break whether or not the Golden Knights are able to get back to that level, that standard, depending on who is or isn't in the lineup. Post-game injury report is brought to you by UMZ, the exclusive hospital. The Vegas Golden Knights will carry it. Did not play today for the Vegas Golden Knights. Keegan Colasar returned to the lineup after missing the last two games with an upper body injury. And Aiden Hill out day-to-day. -day. At least that was the last update we had on Aiden Hill. Uh, he's out day-to-day -day with a lower body injury. And then Logan Thompson out day-to-day -day with an upper body injury. So you're down your two NHL goaltenders. You're still down Shea Theodore, your best puck-moving defenseman. Um, it's been a, a story in the first half anyway of overcoming injuries, overcoming adversity, and you know, the Golden Knights through 31 games did a really good job of that. And you know what? The last four games, it's caught up to them. Sometimes that happens. Now, is it going to be prolonged? Is this, is this slide going to continue? I, I don't know. Well, earlier in the season when the Golden Knights had a slide, it was because they couldn't score. Now, as Bruce Cassidy predicted back then, who knows, in a month, two, we might be talking about team defense. We might be talking about you know our ability to score and not keeping the puck out of the net. And lo and behold, that's what's going on right now. So it's going to ebb and it's going to flow. Coming in as Stanley Cup champions, trying to figure out how to walk that line of intensity when your body's just not feeling it, when you're tired, when you're sore, it's all a work in progress here. It's the first time this team is dealing with it. It's 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 befuddled many a champion before. So I, I still would take where the Golden Knights are at right now through 35 games than you know, where some champions have, have woken up at the Christmas break the following season. Let's get into the highlights in this game. No scoring in the first period, which is pretty remarkable when you think about it because the Florida Panthers outshot the Vegas Golden Knights in the first period 20-3. 20-3. And I argued at the moment, at the time, it was a great period for Yuri Patera, exactly what he needed to kind of get himself settled into a rhythm. And if the Golden Knights could just score that first goal of the game, they could put Florida on their heels. That's exactly what the Golden Knights did in the second period. Mark Stone chipping one in over Sergei Bobrovsky. Here's Barbashev, side of the goal, in front, Stone scores! Barbashev, four check, sets up Mark Stone. Last time these teams faced off, Stone had a hat trick. Five goals in the Stanley Cup final. And he has a regular season goal against the Panthers today. 1-0 Vegas. 11th goal of the year for Mark Stone from Ivan Barbashev. 121 of the second period made it 1-0 Vegas. The Panthers would tie the game seven minutes later when Sam Bennett looked past, then ripped one by Yuri Patera. Bennett comes in and scores. Bennett from the right circle. The lefty pulled and unloaded from the right side. It's a 1-1 tie. Fifth goal of the year for Sam Bennett from Carter Verhage and Brandon Montour. 8.58 of the second period tied the game at one. The Panthers then gained the lead off a faceoff win. Gustav Forsling threw a puck to the net and it went in. Florida wins the faceoff. Score from the drop and a left point try that gets through. Well, that one from distance. Forsling let a rip. Fourth goal of the season. 
Gustav Forsling's fourth of the year from Alexander Barkov. 15-16 of the second period made it 2-1 Florida, but the Golden Knights found their game late in the period, dialed up the pressure, and Ben Hutton set up Pavel Dorofiev's game-tying goal. Kolasar left for Hutton, sneaks his way through. Hutton with Dorofiev. Hutton sends it in front. Score! Pavel Dorofiev. 2-2 tie. Ben Hutton celebrating after a new contract. Records the assist to set up Pavel Dorofiev's third goal of the year. Pavel Dorofiev from Ben Hutton and Keegan Kolasar, 1937 of the second period, tied the game at two, so we'd head to the third period, all knotted up, and the teams traded power play chances early. Vegas failed to score on theirs, but the Panthers broke the tie with Carter Verhage's power play goal. Up high again, Montour, the righty defenseman. Left circle, Verhage pulls and shoots and scores! The urgency and the attack mentality pays dividends. Carter Verhage puts Florida on top 3-2 with a power play goal. Carter Verhage from Brandon Montour and Matthew Kachuk, 6-10 of the third period, makes it 3-2 Florida, a power play goal. And the Panthers extended their lead with another power play goal from Sam Reinhardt. Kachuk carries it through the circle, dropped it off for Barkov in the corner. Feeds the slot, shot off the post, and in. 13 power play shots, two power play goals. Florida leads 4-2 with under 12 minutes to go in the third period. It is Sam Reinhardt. 19th goal of the year for Sam Reinhardt on the power play from Alexander Barkov and Matthew Kachuk. 8.09 of the third period made it 4-2 Florida. The Golden Knights would pull Yuri Patera for the extra attacker. They would push and push and push. Then late, late in the game, Matthew Kachuk would take a run at Alex Petrangelo. All heck would break loose, but all that was left was the final call. On the previous play, there was no whistle. Time has expired. The game is over. <laughs> there you have it. The game is over. A wise choice by T.J. Luxmore and his colleagues to end the game. And now the rats are tossed onto the ice. There you have it, 4-2 to two the final. The Florida Panthers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 21-9-5, 47 points heading into the Christmas break in the National Hockey League. Vegas next in action Wednesday at 7 o'clock in Anaheim against the Ducks. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make sure your gift list includes some gold this holiday season. Visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team stores to stock up on 2023 Stanley Cup Championship merchandise, winter classic jerseys and apparel, and other VGK goodies available at the Arsenal at City National Arena and other locations, plus online at VegasTeamStore.com. VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights fall 4-2 to the Florida Panthers. That's three straight losses in regulation for the Vegas Golden Knights. This break is needed and necessary. Is it going to fix everything? No, I don't believe that. But I do think fatigue plays a factor, and I'm not just talking about physical fatigue here. I'm talking about mental fatigue. The Golden Knights are making mistakes they don't generally make. And I'm going to like hone in on special teams here for a moment. And maybe not in the way that you're expecting. Yes, the Golden Knights have given up way too many power play goals of late. They just have. There's no other way around it. There's no way to spin it to indicate that that's not the case. It's true. It's what's happening. I recognize it. But a big part of why the Golden Knights are coming up short on the penalty kill 
It's because they're overextending their penalty kill. They are taking too many penalties inside of games. And I think a lot of that has to do with mental fatigue, mistakes. You can also look at it through the lens of, of physicality, right? Like If you don't have your legs, what are you going to do? You're going to reach, you're going to hook, you're going to grab. You're going to play that style of game because you don't have jump and then you're making mistakes on top of it. I think for the Golden Knights, the biggest thing that they've got to figure out right now is how to limit those mistakes. And my argument here is the same as it was going into the bye week last season. You just need to get away. You just need a break. And, and let me tell you, there is a massive difference when it comes to playing deep into June and, and having a short offseason and trying to figure out how to manufacture everything that you need on a night-to-night basis in this league. It's a grind for a reason. Everyone talks about how difficult the season is in the National Hockey League. There's no freebies. There's no gimmicks. None of it. And so for Vegas, when you are in this pocket where fatigue is finding you, it's caught up to you, the, the hangover, if you want to call it that, that we were expecting at the beginning of the season hasn't hit the Golden Knights until game 32, 33, 34, and 35. Number one, let's commend the team for being able to push it that far. But at the same time, let's recognize that sometimes you just need a break, however brief it may be. So three days for the holiday to just get away, to just get disconnected from the rink which was the same thing I said that that team needed in January of this year. Going into the bye week, going into the All-Star break, I remember, and, and I want to say it was Mike, and I, he'll have to confirm it for me on the, post-game, on the extended post-game show, but there was the idea that shouldn't they, shouldn't they want to like, spend some time on the ice? Shouldn't they want on that bye week to, to think about hockey? No, no, no. All the Golden Knights have done this season this year, since getting back from that bye week, is think about hockey. They need a couple of moments to decompress and get away. And then we'll see what happens. I think the uptick in the ability to practice come January is going to be important. Is it really a surprise to anybody? Like, truly, that this team isn't as sharp as we're used to seeing them be when they've had, like, three practice days in the last month. But think about it from that perspective. They're not sharp because they don't have the ability to practice. Not because they can't practice, but because they just can't find the time to fit it in between all the games that they've played, all the travel that they've had. And I know it sounds like I'm making excuses, but I'm telling you right now, these are reasons as to why the Golden Knights have been sharp or flat the last couple of games. We're back to wrap it up next on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights fall 4-2 to the Florida Panthers. Today's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. For the first period, the Golden Knights were under siege. It was all Florida. They were uh, they outshot the Vegas Golden Knights 20-3. Yuri Patera, I think, at least settled in, gave the Golden Knights kind of a chance there. I do think Vegas 
did a pretty good job defending in that first period. Everything was mostly to the outside. Not a ton of quality looks, dangerous chances for Florida. And then the Golden Knights, first shift of the second period, take the lead. one nothing. Mark Stone scores. And then Florida turned it on again. And the Golden Knights just never really got their footing. And then once Florida went up 2-1, to one, the Golden Knights got to their game. Final four and a half minutes of that second period, they outshot Florida 8-1. to one. They scored the game-tying goal late. Pavel Dorofiev from Ben Hutton. All of a sudden, you're starting to feel pretty good if you're a Golden Knights fan. They got to their game. It finally happened. And then, as the story has been over the last three games or so, special teams went in the wrong direction for the Golden Knights. Two power plays for Florida early in that third period. Spelled doom for the Golden Knights. They scored two power play goals. Vegas did have a power play opportunity to take the lead early in the third period. Didn't really get much on that one, and that's really the story. Special teams become the difference once again in a Golden Knights loss. But Vegas, 21-9-5, 47 points at the holiday break in the National Hockey League. You'll take those 47 points all day long as the Golden Knights are next in action Wednesday after the uh, holiday break. 7 o'clock in Anaheim against the Ducks. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702-876-1340. That's the number, 702 702- 876-1340. You can hit us with your phone calls. You can hit us with your text messages. We're set up to do both of those things with that number, 702-876-1340. It is three consecutive losses in regulation for the Vegas Golden Knights. First time that's happened all season long. Another game in which the Golden Knights have allowed two power play goals against. Not usual, but then again, I'm talking about the full sample size and not the recency bias of the last four games. However, it is an area that needs to be cleaned up. But the Golden Knights have played 35 games before the holiday break of the National Hockey League. That is a lot of games, especially when you contextualize the summer, winning the Stanley Cup, playing deep into June, and really how frenetic the pace was for the Golden Knights down the stretch after the bye week last season. So all things considered, I'd say the outlook's still pretty good, even though recently it doesn't feel that way. 702-876-1340. Let's uh, go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, well, good night, sweet princes. We take you to your 72-hour nap, which you richly deserve. Uh, were you going to ask me a specific question before I forget? Yeah, I, I were. did you call? So it was the Islander game, right? That was the uh-huh. last game going into the bye week. And okay. I, I feel like you wondered, like you called in and you asked me, should the thought process at all for the players be on hockey? And I'm like, no. 
No, 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 no. It could it, it could have been you. It might not have been you. Listen, that was like a million years ago, even though it was this year. Um, but it was more to illustrate the point that for the next three days, the last thing the Golden Knights need to be thinking about is hockey. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more with that, and we won't talk a whole lot of hockey here because there isn't much more to say. Uh, you were excited about the possibilities of this game. I'm very excited about the possibilities of a week from Thursday. Are you not? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see Florida in Vegas, especially with how this game ended, especially with Matthew Kachuk uh, doing what Matthew Kachuk does and William Carlson eating some punches and throwing some back and Mark Stone getting chirped by the bench and laughing about it. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. Like, I cannot wait to see these two teams play live in person at T-Mobile Arena. Oh, yeah. Well, if you ever want to hear negativity, uh, lock on to one of the locked-on shows that, mm. that all the teams have because you get the voice of the fan a lot more uh, on those shows. And the emotions put forth by the Florida Panther announcers are, oh, the sky is falling, we're in terrible shape, and uh, we just don't have the team we had last year. We can't win. And, oh, mm. my heavens, you wouldn't believe how negative they are. So let's take, take solace in the fact that we are on in a great spot going into the break. Yeah, and Ford isn't in a bad spot either, no matter what those guys had to say. They're second in their division. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> you just, I would only invite everybody to listen to that, to, to Locked On, because it's insane how they react. Uh, but it's, it's typical of the rabid fan who wants to point to short bursts of nonsense. And everybody's got them, and everybody will have them. Um, but what I want to say more in this limited amount of time is what the folks, I hope, realize is what you have offered us, Ryan, is something unprecedented. And uh, it isn't normal for phone lines to be open for every post game. And I, since you've added the text line, it certainly helps. Mm-hmm. And people are always going to be reticent to call. I understand that more than you really, I mean, anybody knows. Sure. And so I get it. It's okay if you're afraid to voice your opinion, but do not be afraid to text your opinion. I didn't have those options <laughs> when I was in your place. And yeah. it's a great option. You'll have to tell me someday how you got a landline to become a text line because that that still befuddles this old timer. Hey, I'll, I'll but, tell you right now. I have, I have okay. no idea. I have no idea, and I, I don't know that my brain can handle the the understanding of why that happened. I'm okay. glad it did, but I have no clue. Well, <clears throat> we'll leave it to the high tech experts who made that happen. Yeah. But for heaven's sake, people, take advantage of that in the after the break and in the new year because it's a gift that we truly should be using. And if you have the courage to call, Ryan does not bite your head off, and he never will. And he he's a great host. And Merry Christmas to you and Bobby and all the people who make this whole post game possible. Yep. Thanks so much, Mike. Merry Christmas to you. I, I hope you have a, a great break and a, a great holiday. And thanks so much for your call tonight, uh, today, goodness gracious, I knew I was going to say it. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, but thanks for your call today. Thanks for your call after every game. And uh, I, I truly mean this when I say it. Uh, at the end of the 
post-game show, when I say it's it's not as much fun without calls or opinion or, or text messages, I mean that because otherwise I'm just talking to myself. And that, like, that's nobody wants to hear that. We want to have an open discussion, a discourse, and I can't promise I'm not going to bite your head off from every now and again, but I'll try to approach it from a place of, of compassion and understanding. But thanks so much for the, the kind words, Mike. I, I really do appreciate it. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, I'm a little riled up. Oh, boy. Now, okay, let's go. Let's go. All those that are online, I swear to God, we could be up 81 to 1, and they say, see, we told you this team was no damn good. They're not going to make it through the playoffs. You all are going to get visited by three ghosts tomorrow night, and you best come back after Christmas with a new attitude. This is freaking ridiculous. Yeah, Thank no, you. I'm with you, Rita. I'm with you. Um, I love that you you brought in. Oh man, a Christmas Carol. That's phenomenal. Oh, well, the ghosts they, are... they've got it coming. Somebody's yeah. got to teach them. I mean, there are people on there. I swear to God, yeah. they got in one goal, and they're going, "Well, fire that goalie. We better get a whole new bunch." I mean, for God's sake. So I, let me, I know they just wait for something to go wrong because that's what they do. That's their thing in mm. life. I'm miserable. Let's see how many clicks I can get being miserable. And they do get them. But it's Christmas, for God's sake. I so mean. Let me, let me ask you a question. If uh-huh. it was the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future, which one would you least want to run into? Oh, oh, the one in the future, man. That's scary. You're out there in the graveyard. Oh, no, no. The one in the past is kind of nice because he was still nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, Rita, never change. Never change. Can you promise me that you're never going to change? I think it's too late for me to change. (laughs) It's, It's not a worry. But happy holidays to you, your family. Those little ones, I hope they have a wonderful Christmas. Mm. Bobby, love you too. And thanks a lot. You guys have a good one. Uh, thanks so much, Rita, for that. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas to you as well. I hope that it is uh, a great couple of days for you. Thanks so much for the call. Thanks for the energy. Um, I- I'm telling you right now, Rita always brings the energy. And it's not every day that Rita calls in. It's not every game. But when she does, you know that someone's going, uh, someone's about to, uh, to catch a, a, a tongue lashing. So I love that. Phenomenal stuff, Rita. Thanks so much for calling in and making this show what it is. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Florida Panthers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights 4-2. Game one of the Stanley Cup final rematch goes to the Florida Panthers, 702-876-1340. That's the number. You can give us a call or send us a text, 702-876-1340. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne, how you doing? <laughs> Hi, Ryan. I'm doing fine. I'm just calling as usual. I'm back reading 300%. You know, mm. because our fans, you know, I mean, on top of all this, there's 
still try to place the point. I mean, what do these people want, you know? We don't have Theodore yet. Terry A's out. We're down to our third starting goaltender. So they ought to get alive, you know? And yeah. Be a fan, you know, because them just constantly nagging just makes it that much more negativity. So I know you don't want me always. I text. I don't call a lot because I know people just don't want to hear rah rah system Bob. But anyway. That's my take on it. <laughs> so, well, it's 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 appreciated, Marianne, because again, like you, you point out, the the Golden Knights are missing key pieces, but they they're also right now tied for the most points in the National Hockey League. Like, depending exactly. on what happens, depending on what happens with the Vancouver Canucks later today, like the Golden Knights could either finish the day tied for first in the National Hockey League, or at worst, be second in the National Hockey League I in know. points. Like, and still first in our division. I mean. Pacific, right? We're still up there for, for our arc, you know, conference ahead of everybody. So I don't know what, what more people want, especially. Anyway, they ought to rethink it and just be appreciative of what we do have and then get the guys going again, and they will. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind. We're going to end this back to back. So. Fantastic. Anyway, but you Great have stuff. a very Merry Christmas as well. Mm-hmm. Same to you, you Marianne. I'm always there, even though I'm not like, calling in, but I always use credit that. Okay. Go nice, go. <laughs> awesome stuff there, Marianne. Thanks so much. Happy holidays to you as well. Um, always the beacon of hope. Uh, you said they'd win a Stanley Cup last year. They did. Now you're saying that they're going to go back-to-back, so I, I, I'm just going to tend to believe you. That's all. Um, but Marianne does point out that the Golden Knights are without Shea Theodore, without... Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson, you're down to your third-string goaltender. Potentially could see your fourth-string goaltender as early as the first game out of this this, this holiday break. Like, you got a back-to-back. you got Anaheim and Los Angeles. It's not outside the realm of possibility that Isaiah Seville plays one of those two games if Logan Thompson and or Aiden Hill are unable to go for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, get to some texts here. Uh, this one I thought was really interesting. Craig Newman, again, Dorofiev getting to the net, needs a place on the second or third line. Waugh, Cotter, Howden, all better suited as fourth-line players. I will just say that Pavel Dorofiev is technically on the second line with Chandler Stevenson and Jonathan Marcheseau. Um, when everyone's healthy, is Pavel Dorofiev a second-line player for this team? I, I don't know. I've liked Paul Cotter's game alongside William Carlson and Michael Amadio. Certainly... Brett Howden has had some runs when it was Howden, Stevenson, and Stone. That line had some chemistry. It hasn't been together in quite a while. Um, Will Carrier, to me, is an everyday NHL player. So are you pushing Paul Cotter out to play alongside Carlson and Amadio? Like, I, I suppose you could give it a look, but I think that you miss a lot of what Paul Cotter does. Like, there's an element of physicality to his game that opens up time and space for his teammates. And... You know, when you look at the year that William Carlson's having, and you look at the fact that Paul Cotter has essentially been on his left side all season long, I think you you maybe undersell a little bit of what Paul Cotter does bring to the table. Now, that being said, Pavel Dorfiev does score today. That's good for him, building his confidence. But you know, I'm I'm not sure that I'm willing to put Dorfiev ahead of Paul Cotter on the depth chart. Right now, he's in the lineup. Good for him. But you know, we'll see kind of how things go. Uh, oh boy. Um, Brandon Whipple says that if you give the Golden Knights a gift for Christmas, he would give them motivation to see what some of their fans see in them and how much they are worried and cared about as players. 
you know that's good truly because like one of the one of the things that I've talked about a lot on this show and really over the years is that there's a there's a tendency when you're a fan to think of players as machines and not humans and there's a very human element that comes into play all the time when you're talking about hockey players when you're talking about any player national football league major league baseball doesn't really matter it's not unique to hockey but it's the truth like we're still talking about humans at the end of the day so you know sometimes when you're going through some things you have a bad day at the office nobody sees it if a hockey player has a bad day at the office everybody sees it and then everybody takes to social media text line call in radio shows to complain about it. so I always try as much as I can to highlight the human side of things because they're not machines. There are everyday things that happen to adults, to parents, to husbands, to, to wives that impact how a player might play on a, on a given day and expecting that it's just going to be automatic, perfect, machine-like, it, it's just not feasible. It's not realistic. And, like, I get it. Fandom isn't always rooted in realism, but it is a, a, at least a, a thread that I like to pull here often because I think it's important to understand and recognize that it's okay to support a team even if they're struggle, struggling, especially if you know the makeup of this hockey club, and we do here. We know their championship caliber, and we should give that the benefit of the doubt, I think, a little bit more than sometimes we do. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show. Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. We're wrapping it up here. Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall 4-2 to the Florida Panthers. Vegas 21-9-5, 47 points on the year. Next in action Wednesday, 7 o'clock in Anaheim against the Ducks. It'll be a back-to-back -back situation in Anaheim Wednesday in Vegas Thursday against the Los Angeles Kings. There's not too much else to get into here. The Golden Knights really do need this three-day break. You look at all the hockey that they played. You look at what they were able to accomplish last season. The tear that they were on coming out of the bye week and the All-Star break. It's been a lot. It's been condensed. And now you have a, a moment to breathe. And then you get into January after the Winter Classic. Things slow down a little bit. You get to more practice time. It's It, it should be beneficial for the Golden Knights. But for right now, hockey leaves your mind. For right now, you take a break. The next three days... Spend some time with family, talk to your people, check in on your people, make sure they're doing okay, and have a happy holiday season. From me to you and everybody here at Lotus Broadcasting, we wish you a very, very happy holidays. We'll be with you on Wednesday, 7 o'clock, in Anaheim against the Ducks. Thanks to Mateo Lopez, Gonzalez down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your postgame show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Wednesday, have a great holiday. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.